welcome to University Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.com and I'm joined as always by... Sam Townsend Music. <laughs> Sam Townsend from soundtownsendmusic.ss. .ss. Yes, new website this week. Wow. SS can only be... Launched. In... Su- Switzerland. Ooh. Yes. No. Uh, the Sudentenland. Um, Sussex. No. I'm afraid I'm not going to get this one. Give me a clue. What does it start with? S. All. And it's two, two words, both beginning with S. Oh, okay. In that case... You nearly said one of them before you said Switzerland. Uh, what? If you were going to sue someone called Dan... What? South Sudan. South, South Sudan. Sudan. Oh, if you're going to sue someone called Dan. Yes. Right. So, oh god, it's a new new website. Check it out. Um, I think it's. Ooh, I've got 25 or 30 websites now. Yeah, you have. And indeed, uh, a friend of the show, Dan Boyd, suggested that uh, a T-shirt be knocked up with all of your um, spurious websites on them. Yes. Yeah, so well, you uh, say spurious. Well, I mean spurious. I mean it's a lie. It's a big lie. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. South Sudan have, have welcomed me with open arms. I'm sure they have. So please, if you buy something on Amazon, go through our Amazon affiliate link through South Sudan. Yes, South Amazon, Amazon.ss. And we'll get a small kickback. We will. That, that, that does sound a bit dubious, though, if you start typing in SS. It does. Because of the... The connotations. The, yes, the so to speak. Hello, here comes, here comes Anna. She's trying to come in quietly, but it's too late. She's gesturing furiously at us. I think we need to pause. We'll be back. I have to pause. And we're back. It was a problem yes. with the sound bar that was still producing sound. And as, as we all know, when we record, we do insist on silence yeah, in the other room. We just want the sound, sound bar to become a bar. Yeah, indeed. So Anna has now got her headphones on and must not move. I would certainly not open that door again. Yes. <laughs> not make that big creaking no, noise. I'm going to have to get the WD-40 out on that, I think. Right, here we go. Episode 31. Fantastic. We are going to do a John Frusciante special. We are. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. It's one so of my favourite John Frusciante albums. Well, this is an album I think means a lot to a lot of people. Yes. Again, we have friends out there. We do. Um, we've been contacted on... I put something out there. Cat8844 has come back and said that John's solo work resonates more than the band's, perhaps. She mm. does like the band, she makes clear. That is clear. However, well, she, she or he... particularly likes... But she, she thinks JF's work is really beautiful. Mm. And, and Max is great, as put. The whole album has a special feeling to it, and it resonates really deep. Interestingly, that's two comments that use the word resonate, and I think, that's, I think that does happen with John's solo music, especially mm. these, for me, Shadows and the Record Collection... Oh yeah, uh, and that that yes. that kind of period where it's he was very very prolific. He was prolific. The music resonates with me. It resonates strongly and deeply, deep and long. Well, breathe it in deep, which we will. Breathe it in deep. Is that right? <laughs> Something like that. Lord underscore popo or poopoo underscore. I'm gonna go with popo. Popo, hopefully. But thank you, Lord. Got in touch to say that he got into JF, uh, John Fashante, that is, yes. after hearing our Shadows episode. 
Really? And sh- yeah, so. Um, and wow. Our Shadows, um, and Shadows was his favourite album until he got to the will to death. Oh. And I think that's the kind of journey that I had with John's music. I certainly heard Shadows first. Hmm. And I think it, maybe it's a bit more polished. It's a bit more accessible, maybe. Shadows is, is one of the more polished ones. In yeah. fact, it is the, the most polished the one. The most polished one. It's the only one with the myth on. It is. And this one features the the uh, indomitable drumming of uh, Josh Klinghoffer. It does, yes. They were very, very close during this 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 period of time. This particular chessboard. This particular time period. We have uh, notes on the drums from our man in the northeast, Jack Johnson, JJ. JJ, thank you very much. much. Held in- them up there, printed them out again. Well, you say you printed them out. You printed I them printed out. them out. But it, I was going to. But you didn't. I forgot. Yes, yeah, so I did. Yes. So someone is holding this podcast together. Saved my bachon. Indeed. Um, now, on Twitter, Andrew French. B. French for bacon. Uh, I think you'll find the French for bacon is... Uh, hot hamon. Is it? Is that correct? Short, short, short hamon. Sure. <laughs> Andrew B. wrote in on Twitter, say the first two lines of Loss were amongst his favourite ever lyrics. He did. Um, such, any- such depth. What have I written here? <laughs> well, then he wrote about the brothers... And, uh, oh, the brothers who drove arrows. Yes, and he, he indicated that might be a drug reference. It did. I'm, I'm sorry, Andrew B. I I've, I've, can't read my own handwriting. Yeah, it could be a metaphor for injecting drugs. The whole album, very much about struggles with mental health for him. And I think, that's, mm. oh, I think it's a deeply personal album for John, lyric-wise. Yes. To he the, paints some very, very vivid pictures. And I, I tend to agree with what uh, Andrew, if I may, if Andrew B., if I may call you Andrew, mm. is saying here. Sure. That it is possibly about stru- mental health because it's so. It, the lyrics on this album are absolutely awesome. Mm. Oh, they are, and a- actually, it, um, it really showcases John's lyrical ability. He's a fantastic lyricist. Well, to the point that Ryan Hewitt, who was the engineer, Ryan Hugh, exactly, Ryan Hugh didn't want to ask about the um, the lyrics because no. he felt that they were that person to John. I, I, you do get the feeling with John's songs and his lyrics in particular that, that they do come from a very personal place. They do indeed. Rye Hugh, engineer and, and uh, mixer. Engineer mm. slash mixer. Although he didn't mix the album, that was done by someone else. Now, RHCP Sessions, the wonderful Hamish. Good old Hamish. Friend of the show. Yes. Uh, sent us the, the link to uh, lovefrashante.com where there's a Q&A where fans sent in questions about the album. And yes. Ryan Hewitt answered them. So if you haven't read that, um, go to lovefrashante.com and you'll be able to find that. It is a treasure trove. You've got your hand up. I've read it. I've, I've read it too. Just want to make that Had clear. you read it pre-Hamish um, sending over? No, a- without Hamish, I don't think either of us would have known it existed. Well, I'd searched for stuff like recording the will to death. Yeah. Record the will to death. The will, will to death, death recording. Yeah, who recorded the will to death. That the will to record. Um, the death to... The will. I couldn't, didn't find anything. No. But thank you, Hamish. Um, again. Well, this is why we, we rely so heavily on the support of people like Hamish who it, actually know what they do. Exactly. And uh, big news as well in the world of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Go on. Um, and of course, Hamish is a podcast ambassador. Of course, yeah. But another podcast ambassador, Mr. Nigel Kelly, has found his Live at Sloan Castle ticket. Yeah, Did you see that? I did, and I, I did read Nigel's email, which you forwarded on to me, and I'm sorry that I didn't reply, um, but I did read it. But you're um, not that sorry. No, I am. All right, okay. Well, reply to him then. You're right, I'm not that sorry. <laughs> Turns out the ticket was £59.50, including booking fee. Very reasonable. Money well spent. But you couldn't mosh or crowd surf. Huh. 
Hmm. It's a shame, isn't it? I know. But then... Maybe back in those days, people didn't feel the need. I've never crowd surfed. Yes, you have. Have I? You were crowd surfed out of the front of the Docklands when they said, get this big big bastard out of there. Was I? Well, I suppose I was. Or were you just pulled out? No, people raised raised you. They raised me up. Yeah, like that Westlife song. Yes. Uh, And you were taken out with your flamers. You lost your flamers. Uh, Someone stole one of my shoes, which was a nightmare. Bought those in Andorra. Indeed, you lost your shoe, but you got out safe. Yeah, and I have a, a rather worrying tendency to buy shoes that are too small. And, do you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do. And those flamers were a size too small. Breaking news. Well, how did they get it off your foot then? They were strong. Well, I bought those roller boots that yeah, were... Yeah, they were three or four Have we size. talked about this on the podcast before? No, I don't think so. I'm a keen roller booter, or at least I was back in my youth. You were 25, 30 years ago, yeah. Yes. And I, uh, when I was in Fairham... On the south coast of um, England. Angleterre. Uh, that is on Angleterre. That's, is French that's for England. French, yeah. Yeah. I saw a pair of roller boots in a shop that were reduced. Mm. And I could not resist them. No. However, they were three sizes too small. And you should buy a size up with, with boots, plastic shell yes, roller boots. That's right. Um, so I bought them. Lovely. Great to get back on the boots. Yes. Um, skated home once from... Um, from uh, Mum and Gordy's house. Ah, yes. Wearing a rucksack full of beer, yes. stopped at a roundabout and, like a turtle, fell over backwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then a car drove down the hill on the roundabout <laughs> and drove round and round, watching me flailing on my back. Yeah. Great times. And then my big toenail fell off because my roller boots were too small. Well, yes. The most recent pair of shoes that I purchased that are too small, I wore to cricket last week. And has and big my big toenail has gone black ah, and uh, it's going to fall out soon. Good. Um, as all toenails should. They should. So some details about the will to death, and we're going to do part one. We're doing the first six tracks today. Cease. The, are you going to translate the whole podcast <laughs> into French? I, I think it's oui, important. Is what oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. No, Désolé. Yeah. Désolé. <laughs> <laughs> details. The fifth studio album from John, released on June the 22nd, 2004. Yes. The, the classic record collection. It got to, did you know it got to number 36 on the top independent album charts? I didn't know that. I didn't until I went to Wikipedia. Um, JF, John Frusciante, Vox, guitars, piano, synthesizer, and bass on, on a few tracks. Yeah, he's not afraid to, to whip out the old bass. Well, this is the great thing about listening to this album is you're listening to essentially guitar players playing the bass guitar. Mm, and they play which I know such, you love. I, I do love. I, I, we talked about the Paul McCartney sound. I know Paul McCartney's not a guitarist, mm. but he was, he was actually a very good guitarist. Mm. And I loved him. He's very still alive. Yes. <laughs> Bless him. Yeah. Don't um, write him off just yet. No, I won't. He, so, was a, he was a very good guitarist. Sorry, Paul, if you want to come in. Well, he, he, yeah, we'd have Paul on. Yes, we certainly would. We? Ringo? Yeah, I think so. Will we? Yeah, I think, I think that would be beneficial. Any of the Beatles, <laughs> any of the surviving Beatles, as it probably would be. Well, there's only, there's only Ringo and Paul left, isn't there? Yes, but all Ringo would come on, he'd come on, give a peace sign, mm. he'd go, oh, God, I can't do a Scouse accent. He'd probably... Kind of try, he'd say peace and love, yeah. and then he'd, he'd bog back off to Liverpool, presumably. Well, if we were lucky, he might do some Thomas the Tank stuff. Oh, that would be nice. That yes. would be nice. If you don't know, um, Ringo Starr narrated the Thomas the Tank engine television Everybody series in, in the UK. Well, not if you live in New Zealand, you might not. South Sudan. Well, exactly. But presumably you can just search Tom's Tank Engine on... Is New Zealand the, the, the most sort of... Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's the most exotic country I could pull out of my hat. So, uh, <laughs> Josh, drums, bass, keyboards. 
Um, he played guitar on a few tracks, which we'll get to next time. As we said, yes. produced oh, by... Uh, right, you. Yeah. Go on. Well, I, I was just going to say, I think Josh's contribution to, the, to this album and then the other albums he worked on is cannot be underestimated. I won't, because it's huge. Mm. It almost feels like a symbiotic relationship between the two men at this stage. It does. And they were very well rehearsed going into it. So that <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> they were. That's very true. Who told you that? Uh, right, 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 you. knew it. <laughs> right, you. He knew they were. He could tell because well, they he, didn't take many takes. Well, no, and they recorded the album in in about three days, five days, five days. Yeah, and one day was mixing. Yeah, and they, they, it was twelve hour days with a short break for lunch and tea. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, yeah. yeah. And his favourite, of course, was Curtains, because they recorded that in the summer. Can you continue while I have a drink of my beer? Do, sure. some, do some gold. Oh, you content. don't want me to have a drink of my beer. No. Well, I'll move straight to the sponsor, shall I? Absolutely thrilled and delighted to announce that Beavertown have uh, offered us a, a second week of sponsorship. Oh, this is fantastic. It is. I don't know if, if anyone has been lucky enough to go out and buy some Beavertown since our last sponsorship deal. It is delicious. I'm drinking neck oil. It's a Cessian IPA, 4.3, and I'll just hold on. That is absolutely delicious. Sam, the artwork on the can is phenomenal. It's phenomenal artwork. And these were presumably mailed to us. They were mailed to us via Waitrose. And who brought them up? Me. Right. Oh, but sorry, yes. You still owe Simon, um, oh, I, 18, Simon 18 pounds from a fortnight ago. Yeah, they, they, they do come at a nominal fee, and it is quite a high nominal fee. Yeah, you got 12 cans, and how much did it cost? 12 cans for uh, 27 pounds. What? <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious. 12 cans for 27 pounds? Yes, uh, yes. It's payday. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, they're not, and they are 33... Uh, 330 mil. Can. Yeah, they're small. It's like buying a small can of it's Coke. It's like buying 12 cans of Coke for 27 quid. Well, I'm pleased <laughs> to say that I'm sponsored by Carling. Yeah. I got 12 cans for about... Uh, for a nine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for about, yeah, for about nine quid. Yeah. Ideal. Yeah, but you're... Yes, but I think it's important to maintain these relationships. Well, indeed. Uh, Let me uh, just do a swig of my Carling. Mm, sure. He's put can to mouth. The lips have now closed and he's going to swallow the substance. That is absolutely wonderful. <laughs> that is a premium, premium wheat lager. I've never heard the calling called the substance before. And also, second sponsor, once again, sp- mm. sponsored by Generic Blue Coolbox. He's here once again. There he is. I will continue to be sponsored by the Coolbox until A, I lose the Coolbox, B, I break the Coolbox, or C... You melt the Coolbox. I melt the Coolbox. Yes. Or I, I sit next to a fridge that is empty. Hmm. Sure. Uh, in which case I can dispense with the cool box. Mm. But this has turned into one of my most regular sponsors and it has, I'm really it? pleased with the relationship. The relationship we've got with Generic Blue is, is very, very strong and we, we do appreciate all the support he gives us. So, thank you, Generic Blue Cool Box. <laughs> <laughs> now, the album cover for The Will to Death yes. was uh, a photograph taken at Cimitero Monumental di Milano. Yes. Which right. means... A cemetery in Milan. Yes, that's that's what it is in French. Um, With artistic tombstones and monuments, the man is Luigi Ontano. He is. Ontani. Luigi Ontani. Whenever I look at Luigi Ontani, uh, for some reason, it always reminds me of Alan Partridge. 
Well, he's got later, later long partridge hair. Yeah, it's a great picture, though. It's, it's a, a very picture. evocative, and, a, and um, actually, it's become something of a of a, um, oh, a pilgrimage location. For, has it for for, for, for Shantae Fan? Has that gained momentum? Would you say that pilgrimage? Yes, it has. That's, well a, that's a that's, that's a very R-E-M. niche REM joke from the album. It's not, jo- it's not a joke. No, it wasn't a joke. It was a reference. <laughs> yeah, well, I laughed. Yeah, I did too. So, so it was a joke. I <laughs> know <laughs> you can laugh at things that aren't jokes. Can you? Yeah. You say something that isn't jokes if I laugh. Yeah, you can't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well, I was going to say something controversially serious. No, it's too late. But then I bottled it. Yes, you did. Big way. Right. We're going to move into these tunes. Yes, we are. And sorry for all of this nonsense. And here we go. It's a doubt. Coming out of a doubt, mm. and I had that at big volume in my headphones. Biggest volume. Now, this takes me back. This album in particular takes me back to a very specific time in our lives. Yes. Um, it's so evocative for me of, of that time in our lives, mm. of what we were doing, of who we were, the younger men that we were. We were younger men. Um, well, as we discussed, it's... Almost 16 years old, Dab. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, sound a bit gone, gassy. gone gassy again. Yeah. Um, but it's, for me, that is the Pro Evo era, the, the, the height of Pro Evolution soccer. We, we had Trezor Marino. Oh, we had some great players. Um, and we played a lot of Pro Evo. And we, we listened to a lot of John Fashante. We certainly did. Well, at, if, my, at my At your behest. Yes. If you knew you, you had to listen to Fushante. We've discussed this you before. You were like the Fushante dictator. I was. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was. I was passionate. Nyan obsessed. Mm, yeah. Mm. I'll go further. Obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cal- I, I think it's fair. That's fair. We're joined by uh, our friend um, Simon Longhorn, Callie Longhorn, Here he who is. was with us during that period. Mm. Simon, do you remember listening to John Fushante sixteen years ago? Constantly, mm. yes. Well, I will. I'll go as far as to say that um, you actually purchased the world to death, didn't you? Yes, I did. Well, my then wife did. Yeah, and it's the only and one you bought. It's the only one we bought, and I think she phoned you to find out what the album was called. Yes, and you allowed her to buy it. Yes, I told her not to mention it to anyone else. That's right. My <laughs> <laughs> that's right. The problem was. I didn't want anyone else to find out about this music because mm. it was so special to me. But I did want to play it to everyone constantly. So I was in a very difficult position. It sounds like you were dealing with a, a particularly difficult problem in your own head. I was, yeah. I was, I was torn. Mm. I was Natalie and Brilliant. Mm. Nothing was right. <laughs> no. Were you all, all out of faith? Nothing's, yes. <laughs> I was on the floor uh. or something. Cold and oh, it's ashamed. Oh, and naked. Isn't she naked at one point? Or is that a different song? That is uh, extreme off uh, 
waiting for the punch. And it's also, I was cold, I was naked, were you there, were you there? I was cold, I was naked, were you there? And the creed and the colour and the name won't matter, were you there? Of course, it's also that. <laughs> it was that as well. Okay, so has Jack got anything to say about this? He has. He says it's busy, but actually the drums are matching the rhythm of the guitars. Yeah, because it's choppy. The time signatures are strange in this one. Yeah, and he, and he, he does, doesn't he? He matches the guitars, and he actually ma- matches the, the volume of the vocals and the guitar playing a lot of the time as well. So it's... It's very. It's the way I like to play the guitar. I'm. Ve- I'm very. Uh, the guitar. The drums. I'm very. <laughs> I'd love to play the guitar, but I can't. Yes, and you're. I, can't a, really play I know. The drums. What, I know how you describe yourself on the drums. Yeah. You'd say you were a, a compassionate drummer. I would imagine. Uh, sympathetic. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't. But anyway, let's not go there. But the, what we are saying is that also is that Josh's hi hat play is very. He says similar to Chad, but I, I just say here it's, it stands out a lot. It's. He he uses the hi hat a lot as a as a key in you know as a key part of his mm. his drumming. Well, I think as most drummers do, but it just yeah. Seems... Without the hi hat, it's going to sound very empty. What you got? You but... got you've got the start of loss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, now, from the love for Shante, um, that that il- that album, that interview, mm. it was that simple drum setup again because this was. A very yes. John wanted that sixties vibe. So a lot of this is on my favourite subject, panned hard and hard left and right. It is. Um, you've got you've got what stood out to me on that listen was the you know the sort of uh, guitar part that plays throughout the song in the left. Is that the lead guitar? Yeah, but it's a simple part, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and actually, it's very high in the mix, even during the solo and other parts where you might think it would be you know slightly more low in the mix it it remains prominent i think it's the whole thing is quite raw and i think that's yeah. that is a result of mixing an entire album in one day because we're going to get yes. to bits later on where i'm going to say this for example this keyboard is is raw it's raw and high in the mix yes but if you're going to mix now 12 i mean if you're going to mix 12 songs in one day but that 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 was the whole point of it wasn't it yeah exactly get in get out that's why they were so well rehearsed yeah and it was what he wanted and the part of that is coming off the back of shadows he mm. he'd spent mm-hmm. more time than ever before producing an album that was, you know, polished and unlike anything he'd done. And, and it was a direct reaction to people's um, sort of thoughts towards his solo music as being, uh, you know, very raw and rushed. And Well, know. he wanted to make, with Shadows, he wanted to make an album that sounded like a professional musician. Making yeah, exactly. Album, and coming off the back of that... He thought, fuck he, it. I'll I mean, even, even though this is raw and, and, you know, done extremely quickly... It's still quite compared to um, Neandros and Smell from the Streets You Hold and his his earlier stuff. It's vastly yeah. It's a different. It's a level up. It's a level. Yeah, I mean anything's a level up from that, though. No, so. bless him. Um, so the drum setup was very very simple. There was just a, mo- a mono overhead, a kick, a mic on the kick, a mic on the snare, and a room mic. Yeah, no compression. It, and Rai Hugh said, super simple. Even when I record drums, when I'm recording music... Mm. Um, I'm, you use more mics than that. I use a lot more mics. I've got um, two overheads, mm. so left and right. Yeah. I've got, a, I've got two mics on the... Sn- I mean, this was all Gordy's job, doing this. Yes. Two... Fuck knows how I'm going to do this moving forward. No. Had an over mic, over snare and an under snare, which you then had to sort out the phase difference, or something like that. Mm. I had a, a mic on every tom... 
Mike on the two rack toms and Mike on the floor tom. Yes. And also had a... You didn't have a room right there, did you? No, the Mike on the kick and also had a subwoofer picking up the kick. And I was completely opposite to having a room mic. What I actually did was, because I wanted a tight drum sound, because mm. I had the duvets hanging down yes. to contain the sound, yes, rather than having right. that big, massive room well, sound. Well, this is one of the things I love about the sound of the drums on this album, is the use of the room mic and how, and how it gives it that kind of echoey yeah, 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 yeah. feel. It's just fantastic. And, and we, this would be the first time we say this, and probably the first of many, but Josh's, Josh's drumming is, is wonderful. I love it, because it's so different from what you get from the myth. It, it feels so spontaneous. Yeah. And to the point where sometimes you think he is just... Even though we said they came in rehearsed. Yeah. Sometimes you just think, he's, 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 just, he's making this he's up. He's rolling he's around all over the place. Yeah. Um, There's kick know, patterns which are the kick, some, yeah, which some are of them crazy. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we agree some of the kick patterns are crazy. Oh, yes. Um, yes, indeed. Um, but there's one part, um, I, and I can't remember exactly which part it is, but in the right ear, there's just a lovely descending guitar line. Yeah, that's the it left ear. It just trickles down. Oh, hang on. It is no, the, it's right on the right ear. ear. It yeah. is the right ear. I'm getting confused with left and right. I've crossed it out. But I, yeah, that is that. I can tell you exactly when that is in the song. Yeah. That descent, it's a 155. Yeah, it just it's trickles very down. Quiet. It's beautiful. And yeah. it goes, it's, it's brilliant. It's wonderful. And then he juxtaposes that against. Straight off that is a really quick, aggressive five-note lick Yeah. on the next time. So it, it's what John does brilliantly, which is creating a mood and then breaking that mood straight mm. away. Well, this song, t- when I listened to it this morning, I, I just thought of it as being a, a gentle... It's a gentle song, but it has that sort of aggressive undertone to it that really kicks in later on in the song. But it does. It's aggressive, but, you know... No, that it does get, it does pick up, and I've written yeah. aggressive after that descending oh, line. It, they do get that five note lick, which gets, which gets a bit more aggressive, yeah. and also you yeah. get the guitar building up. There's that alarm kind of guitar, bam, 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 going into one simple, yeah, uh, yes. one simple yeah, that, to that. leave it at the door, yeah, like an alarm going off, yeah, which then doesn't then play a note which plays into the next line like you normally would. It mm. stops dead. Yeah, it's it's incredible and thinking. Well, it is, and I think Roy Hugh was the was very quick to point out that John is obviously a very, 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 very keep going, very good musician. He is, but he was operating on some kind of higher plane with this stuff. Yeah, and yeah, it's incredible the stuff that they achieved. Is I mean, to achieve the, these results over a you know a normal recording period would have been great but to do it in, a, in just a few days is is absolutely well what i like about this album is is the messiness of it sometimes yeah 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 and very few takes but john's vocals are very brilliant. few takes but so many portions yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly but but john john was just in the zone wasn't he his uh, this showcases all of his vocal ability from falsetto to normal range well this is this is the album though when you when you say that that actually he didn't bring any, right? Do you, want a, do you want a bucket? No. This is the one where he didn't do all the big, sumptuous backing vocals. No. If you, if you listen to this uh, No, this but just, just his delivery no. throughout this song. Oh, yeah, he goes very is varied. There, there's baritone, yeah. there's falsetto, there's everything in between. Low tone, presumably. <laughs> yeah. Low tone, high tone, mid tone. Baritone. Baritone. Also, what I love on this song is the bass. We talked about, like, guitarists playing bass. Yeah. The bass comes in at... I listened to it a few times and I've never in my life realised there is bass guitar during that intro when you've got the chords on the left 
you've got those arpeggios, the lovely arpeggios on the right. Yes. At, during the intro. Yes. Twinkly synths down the middle. Yeah. The twinkle And the sync. bass is quietly in the centre, but once John starts singing, it goes to a very melodic bass line. Mm. Yeah. And if you, listen to, if you listen to that, once John starts singing, there's a line, and it's a repeating line, that plays a one, two, three, four, five riff, and then immediately repeats that same riff five notes straight after. It's a masterpiece of bass playing. It really is. And presumably... This high is praise quite, indeed. Well, high praise indeed from me, a wonderful bass player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he talks a lot about limits in this song. Yeah, he does. Again, and that's a reoccurring it. theme. But you never set it, a limit. He says here, don't ever set a limit. But then in, in The Will for Death, he says, limitations are set, only then can we go all the way. He does indeed. And I think that's very true, just switching to the world of death. Because if you haven't set a limit, how can you go all the way? You can't. No, wise words. Wise words from both me and... And Fashante. The, the slightly more famous John Fashante. Mm. Well, who knows now? Uh, well, yeah, I, I know. Right, yeah, I think <laughs> I agree. Yeah, he's, he's, he's more famous. <laughs> he is. Hey, I I know, jo- I'm getting there with my 52 followers on Twitter. Woo, look at you go! I know, and that, might, I might have added two. Who are they? It might just be 50. All right, okay. What are you doing? I'm looking up the lyrics for a doubt. Right. Okay, sorry about that. They went quiet. But this is, yeah, this is, I love these lyrics. So much so that you weren't going to talk about them until I did. Well, we confuse how with why. Oh, it's yes. No, but that's um, leading, you know, um, yes, leading your life. We confuse how with why. Well, here's the first kind of, this is the first line of the first song. Mm. Everyone speaks at the same time. Everyone wonders, who am I? Now, we talked about earlier that um, talking about it's a mental health, sounds like a mental health album. Yes. Mental health issues. Yes. That is very, wondering who you are is the eternal question, is one of the eternal questions. Of course it is. It right. The meaning of life. Thank you, Andrew B. How and why? There you you know, go. How should we live life? Why should we live life? <laughs> yes. Well, the answer is 42. Uh, the answer is something. But now, they're, they're, I mean, they're deep questions. Let's get into the wind. Because oh, there is some wind here. This is a very windy album. Mm. Now, the wind, and you know my feelings on wind. Well, it was a windy time. Well, it was. It was 2004. 2004 was yeah. the year of the wind. But it's very windy outside. I'm looking outside the window. It's, it gets surprisingly windy here. In the, yeah. Look at that sunflower go. I know. Now, this wind noise was created by John and his modular synthesizer. He loves a modular synth. Apparently. Yes. But I just, for me, it works on this, on this song, actually, because it's quite yeah. subtle. It's yeah. not the massive um, wet sand it's wind. It's not the wet sand wind. No. And it's not the big wind you'll get later on on this album. So no, the, the, the wind here is, it's almost, you can't really pick it up unless you're listening on a, a quality pair of headphones. Well, indeed. Which, of course, we all are. Josh, some great drumming, some splash cymbals, lean into the walk. Is that the line? Lead into walk. Hmm. Uh, could be. The drums are playing an off-beat, uh, like splashy, kind of crashy sound, yeah. which is, is great. On that is section. that the universally accepted? Yeah, me doing this symbol yeah. for splashing. Yeah, great drumming. I think the guitar, the guitar sound very simple, but they're all very effective. The, le- the lead lines are wonderful. Yeah, it's. What are your thoughts on it as an opener in general? And it's a great opener because what it does is it comes in quiet but goes out big. Mm. But yeah, yeah. So I guess. I guess there's, there's an argument that can be made for openers to just come in and, and hit you in the face. This doesn't necessarily do that, but it does leave you feeling 
Massive. Well, satisfied. Oh, yeah. This is a very memorable opening. Deep, deep, deeply. Deeply dippy. <laughs> deeply dippy. I'm your Superman. I'll explain. explain. <laughs> You're my <laughs> Lane. That's, that's perfect. Unless uh, we were completely in sync there. But it comes in. It's a very, it's a very memorable um, intro. Oh, we were supposed to be more serious this week, weren't we? We are being serious. Yeah, we are. Sorry, we, we should explain to everyone, shouldn't we, that... We felt last week was our least serious yeah, output. a bit too silly. So this week we're going for some almost hyper-serious mm. stuff. I think you, everyone can agree we've been hyper-serious so, so far. far. But it's a very memorable intro because of the time thing that's a bit strange, the way the drums are following the guitar, yes. the, the, the arpeggios. And as it goes out, you're going out with those unison bends when you, when you never set a limit. Oh, it's about time you spoke about unison bends. I know, it's yeah. been a while. GTP unison bends mm. which as we know is bending is, is holding a high string uh, at a certain pitch and bending one of the lower strings mm. in unison in unison got something to eat to <laughs> 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 if you can hear my tummy rumbling during this episode we apologise he's yeah. starving hungry um, I on the other hand Vanessa I, on... I love you but you must feed me I on the other hand have just enjoyed an absolutely delightful tuna niçoise salad oh from the new sponsor no, they don't sponsor. No, they don't. No. We won't go into that then. You had to pay for your gusto, did you? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, we can say gusto on the podcast, can't we? Gusto. Gusto. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we can. Okay. It's just, uh, you know, they're not, the other official sponsors might, if we give Get a free a sponsorship to gusto. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're paying for your gusto, aren't you? Yeah. So it's pretty much the same. <laughs> it is the same. I'm convinced I paid for generic blue cool box. Yeah, you did. Six pounds. <laughs> so, and what, and what a bargain. So there's unison bends when you never set a limit. Mm. And then I love the way that that plays on, that plays on. And then John goes up into the falsetto. Mm. And the unison bends go up an octave as well. It all matches perfectly. It and does. At, and at the end of it, the whole ethos of the album is summed up by the fact that John's struggling to hit those notes at the end. Jesus, tummy, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> and Have some carling. I will. <laughs> and it, it's, he's thinking, yeah, he missed that end note. He, he, he must yeah, have to, to know. but. But so what? That's the this is the whole ethos of the album, isn't it? Mm. It's that sixties vibe. Mm. It's panned hard left, panned hard, hard right. right, and full of errors. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> and a very simple drum setup. Yeah. So shall we move on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, I think we're going to have to call this the hungry tummy episode. We are Ben's 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 hungry, hungry tummy. Yeah. All right. He, I can I can report that you are wasting away in front of me. Ah, uh, like Joshua Giraffe. Yeah, wasting away with no room to play. We're, supposed, we're, being ser- <laughs> we're being serious here, and you're singing Raffi. Yes. Um, if you haven't heard the song Joshua, Joshua Giraffe by oh, Raffi, go and check it. Please out. do. And yeah. also, oh, it's brilliant. Also, Baby Beluga. Um, uh, that's about a while. Kosher Bailey. Oh, Kosher Bailey. I'm sure we've done Kosher Bailey. On go the and check out before. some Raffi. Yeah. it's just incredible. Stuff. All right, we'll see you back here. It's for might not be what you expect. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> but it'll certainly. Uh, it should bring oh, the tummy's off again. <laughs> okay, we're off. Ben's, Ben's too hungry. <laughs>
out of an exercise. An exercise. Another big, another big tune. What's your thoughts on on an exercise? Again, as you say, it's it's big, it's bold, it's beautiful. It comes in big and bold and beautiful, doesn't it? With those big splashy drums, yes. Those big held chords, yes. And they're sticking to that sixties vibe. It's a similar setup to a doubt, left and right. Oh yeah, I mean, there's a big processed, um, modulated guitar there. Mm. Presumably played through John's uh, modulated, modulated synthesizer. synthesizer. Yes, <laughs> he loves that synth. Oh, he did. Nothing was ever recorded back in that era unless it was processed with modulated uh, modular no. synthesizer. And quite right too. And this is one of the songs that has got more backing, mm. actually. Mm. A lot of and it is it's got some ooze, yeah, and some ahs. And surprisingly, they're all quite hard panned. They are right, right, yes, mm. right, and they sound great, don't they? They do, yeah. It's 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 lovely, you know, and, and it, it's it's a song that actually I don't I don't listen to that often. It's not one of my favourites on the album. No, it's a bit choppy and changey, but I think. One of my favourite parts is the drums in this one. For me, they play a huge part, a huge part in the song because mm. they're constantly changing and supporting what John is doing. Yes, like at forty-three seconds, it goes to a double-time hi-hat, changes to double-time hi-hat, yeah. and there is a truly interesting kick drum pattern. Mm. The bass drops out at those points, but the bass guitar in this song is amazing as well. If that's Josh playing the bass guitar, it's so high, it's so melodic, yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, and Jack, Jack Johnson. Our man in the north. Our man in the northeast. Has said he's beating the shit out of the crash, which well, I think he, is... He was. When he comes in, it's huge. It's yeah, huge, it's, it's, it? there's a lot of crash there. And then he, he, he says it matches the guitar a lot, as you alluded to. But the, he, he touches supportive. straight on a noise that appears for the first time at 141. It does. And you hear it quite a lot on the album. Now, I had... Um, he has his own theories, but go on. Talk to me about Jack. No, no, you, yeah, I'd like to hear what you say. First. Okay, is it about the two-minute mark? Uh, 141 141 okay are we talking about that that big drum noise the noise that goes boom yeah because for a long time I thought to me that sounds like a syndrome uh, which is a drum synthesizer which I always imagined Josh played through an amp into the room right and then after reading that interview with um, with Roy Hugh mm. it turns out it was a syndrome which is a drum synthesizer, and Josh played it through an amp into the room. So I was, <laughs> so you're, I was you're spot absolutely on. Absolutely spot absolutely on. Absolutely spot on, yeah. So if anything, Raihu was just really confirming what we already knew. Well, when I read that, I thought, he, Raihu's telling me what I already knew. Yeah. It's a syndrome, and, and Josh is playing that um, through an amp into the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Well, congratulations. Thank you. You're like a musical detective. Well, I am, and um, without... And must give credit Without again, blowing yeah. your own syndrome... Then I'm a big splashy symbol. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it, it's actually, I'd never really noticed it, I don't think, but when you listen to stuff through a quality pair of headphones. Sponsored by? Sponsored by Sony. And I'm sponsored by Apple Earbuds. Yes, you do notice these things, don't you? Yeah. Uh, not officially sponsored by Sony, of course. No, of course you're not. Uh, maybe in Let's the future. Li- yes. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Uh, yes. Free PlayStation 5. Oh, that would be nice. nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Sony, if you are listening. What else could Sony give us? Well, they make all manner of different things, don't they? They do. Okay, well, fingers crossed. Yeah. That modulated guitar sound comes back in. What I do like about this song is the bit where you get that really aggressive... Yes, yes, and the drum beat in that as well. And and 
Josh, where, where he does sort of match, doesn't he? He's, he's, a, he's a matcher, well, he's, if you will. Yeah, he's less like... The, he's, the myth is a propulsive drummer. Yes. And I find Josh to be... like if Maybe a matcher is the word. Mm. He's, he is following the song yes. more than propulsing the song. Yes. He's a, he, he evolves, but he doesn't... Yeah, Chad, Chad is, a, is a pioneer within the song. But Josh is... Yeah, as you say, he's more of a subordinate. I in a good subordinate. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose he was, technically. John yeah. was the boss and Josh was the subordinate. Yes. Much like it's been in the no, chilies. Not in a negative way. <laughs> no, but in a very positive way. He hears way. what he hears and he drums to it. Yeah. Whereas Chad, as you say, he, he tries to propel things forward. Yeah, and both methods are equally... Well, uh, the, the drumming that Josh does on this album is incredible and very rewarding to the ear. Incredibly rewarding. Now, I love the the lyrics on this um, this tune. Mm. Again, there's some there's some you know deep, vivid pictures painted about you know mental issues, not issues, but well, the darkness tonight is so bright. Mm. Is a line that always stuck out to me. Yeah, if time were laid out like that. Everything would occur at once, is it? Time, time is a reoccurring theme in John's lyrics on this album. Well, we spoke about this, and it is across, isn't it? Because time runs out, mm. it goes back. Mm. What else does it do? There yeah. is another one. Oh, um, what's one on curtains? The opening tune. On cur- oh, the past the seas. Yeah. So time is time uh, is a reoccurring theme. I don't know if anyone ever said that. It's an elusive mistress. It is. Well, of course, we all live in the past. Well, what you just said is now the past. And by the time you've heard it, but it's the there, past already. there's a brief delay. Hmm. There is no present. No, there isn't. The only... Pre- the only uh, he says something like... Uh, he says something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced of it. And that, uh, Quite what it is. Comprehensive I, analysis from Red Hot Chili Peppers. There we are. That's what no, we're not really Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> comprehensive analysis from, from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Red Hot Chili Peppers guitarist. Yeah. Or us, yeah. Um, I, I think it's a good. Uh, it's a good song. It I, is a good song. I think you said it's not your favourite on the album. It's not no, mine. No, by any means. But it, but it, I think that speaks to the quality of the album. It, it's it's not one of my favourites, but it's a bloody good song. I'll tell you what we've got coming out as I turn my page loudly. Yes, one of my favourite songs, Loss. And there's a. Oh, is it? No, it's time runs out. Sure, <laughs> time runs out. Right. <laughs> well, Loss is my favourite. I just song. wanted to say Loss in that way. Yeah. Well, you can say it like that. In a minute. In a minute. Well, let's get to Time Runs Out, because I've got a story about this while I recorded, tried to record it for you for Christmas. And I've got a story about it as well. Well, let's get to those stories after this. Before. What? Is this... A, the, before. Loss? No, before. Time Runs Out? Yes. Yay! Thank you very much. It runs out. John Anthony motherfucking Fushante! Yeah, 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 woo! What a tune, people! 
John Fushante. He likes it. If Davina McCall was to say anything about this, she'd go, June! Oh, she would. I'm convinced she would. This is right up there. This is one of my favourite Fushante songs. Well, this, for me, is the, the, the end of a three-song build-up. Really? From song one to the end of this song. Right. It's all been building up, hasn't it? And it builds up to one hell of a crescendo. Oh, it's amazing when it kicks in. It really but is. let's not get to the crescendo just let's yet. Let's not. Let's go to the beginning. Again, every, what's really interesting, actually, at the mm. start of this song... As Jack Johnson points out, if you're going to say what I think you are. Well, I'm going to say that the, the drums are panned one side Correct. until it kicks off. Yeah. Uh, you, well, till about halfway through, you've got the, uh, the drums and the bass in one ear and the guitar and the vocals in the other ear. It's... Uh, and the, and the bass is low in the mix. It's simply following the chords. Nothing complicated. He's a follower. Who's a follower? Josh is a follower. Right, yes. If he was playing the bass. Yes, of course. Well, he's playing the drums and the bass and following both. Yes. Uh, sympathetically. Sympathetically. And he introduces an egg shaker here. Well, he does. And you get a two-bar introduction. It's quite a long one, isn't it? Yes. Because that is panned right over as well. It is. What's Jack got to say about the... Because f- I just looked at Jack's notes. Go on. About the shaker and... He suggests, and I'm inclined to agree with him, that this beat could have possibly been played with one hand. Ah, with the shaker in the same hand? Uh, no. Read what Jack said, please. Shaker in one, drumstick in the other. Go on. Hang on, I think that's what he suggests. Read it out verbatim. Okay. Josh was playing the shaker and the beat at the same time as the beat could be played with one hand and the shaker stops at the snare hit, which was probably played with the other hand. But that's just a feeling. Thank you, JJ, our man in the northeast. Mm. Now, as the Vox come in, the shaker drops out very abruptly. Well, you, sometimes you've just got to get rid of that shaker. Lose that shaker. Yeah. Because I've got those rhythm eggs, haven't I? You have. And sometimes I drop them out very abruptly. Have you ever had a boiled rhythm egg? Well, I have. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you need to boil it for to get a perfectly runny... Uh, internal shaker system. <laughs> <laughs> Let's should we move on. <laughs> um, I love this. Where he says, I don't owe anyone, the drums switch to the ride for that bit, mm. just briefly. And then, Is there a more effective trick on the drums than going to the ride? Than switching to the ride? Well, here is a more effective trick. Because there is huge amounts of variation in this song on the drums. Yeah. So he goes to the ride for I don't owe anyone. Yeah. And then shortly after, when he says they come out, they come clean, he goes to the same thing but it feels dirtier and crashier yes. and he's playing it harder. He's doing pretty much the same thing, but he's evolving it. As I said earlier, he evolves, he doesn't revolve. I think, yeah, it's an effective trick. But it's not particularly difficult. Exactly. I was born in the morning. It moves to that glorious halftime feel. Mm. And the whole thing just breaks down. Yes, yes. I think Josh said, Josh, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's because I was going to say Jash feels like he wants to have a mosh. Yes. Jack did allude to the feeling of wanting to have a mosh, but that, that's, at the, as you say, at the halftime. The yeah, because it's section. big. And later on, I think it's maybe later on. Um, yeah, it, I mean, Jack it's big. Uh, I mean, Josh gives us all here. Uh, and it's brilliant. It all drops out, because we're still on the first half of the song where everything's mixed, mixed very strangely. Yes. At one twenty four, everything drops out. A bit of quiet finger picking on the guitar. Mm. And then 136, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And it's the start of what is to become the ultimate crescendo. You're quite right. And part of why it's the ultimate crescendo is 
Roy Hughes said in the interview, there was no click tracks used. Here's a perfect example, because I'm convinced the pace picks up. Mm-hmm. Not only does the volume pick up, but the speed of the song picks up. But that's okay. Yeah, it's great. It's very, very As natural. long as all the players pick Play up the at same, the same yeah. speed. Exactly. Well, that, in this case, you have to be led by the drums. So yeah. here, Josh is the propulsion. He becomes a propeller. He does. <laughs> um, and, and I think that's credit to him. The drums now move to the middle. The bass is now more pronounced in the mix. The guitar takes on that lovely Spanish feel. Mm. Um, kind of, I, I can't describe it. Listen to it, it sounds more Spanish from 136. It almost makes you want to crack open a nice bottle of Rioja. Oh, no. I'd love to open one of those big San Miguel's we used to have at Sipsella. How much? 45p or something for a litre? ATP. ATP. <laughs> did you ever go? <laughs> did I? To ATP? Oh, no. Can't believe we haven't mentioned this, but this song opened the set at ATP. The price of a bottle of San Miguel at Sipsella. Yeah, exactly. And for that reason, not only because it's a great song and it's much loved for its musical qualities. It's in your heart for that reason. Yeah, I, I think it's in everybody's yeah. hearts, isn't it? For that reason? Not for that reason for me, because I wasn't there. I never fed a, a big block of butter to a bird. It wasn't a big block of butter, it was a block of butter. Wasn't it a block of butter to a big bird? Yeah, it was a block of butter to a seagull. Yes, which is a big bird. Yeah, reasonably big, yeah. Well, how big was a seagull? Yeah. Well, any seagull that can take a block of butter in its mouth is... Well, you'd surely... be surprised. I saw a video recently of a, a seagull eating a rat. Really? Yeah. Let's move on. John gets into that where he starts going, Hey... He, he brings in his little oh, his, vocal tics. Yes, he does. And when, when that happens... Hit and low. Yes, and that's nice when he does that low. Mm. Because it, and it also starts in the right here, but then from now on you get heavy, you get vocal starting in the right, mm. but then heavy reverb over to the left, which is nice. Yes, nice it touch. is. It is. And he talks here about, I was, I was found in the mirror. Ah, uh, now this is... We're going to get back to this on, on the song, The Mirror. But I, I think... It's difficult to say, isn't it? But I think whenever you look into your own eyes and try and assess yourself in a mirror, mm. you can really find yourself. Have you, have you ever noticed how difficult it is to look yourself in both eyes in a mirror? <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah, you have to look at one eye. We do, but it, to, to, to really come to terms with oneself mm. in a mirror, I think, is, is a, a big thing. And, and John, obviously... I mean... He may have spent a lot of time looking at himself in, in a mirror during, during his darker, days shall, darker days, shall we say. I mean, profound stuff, sure. Mm. But it doesn't make any sense. Unknown. <laughs> unknown to know. What I'll say, well, yeah, it's more on the no scale. Than unknown. Yeah. But it's something. It certainly is. And, and, I, and I, I, I truly believe that the mirror it, it can be a tool for self-discovery. Well, it truly can. It's one of the it's one of the truly great tools of self discovery because you can see yourself in it. Christ Almighty! Oh, he's got a bit. He's got an excited. Can't afford to lose any of this there. precious liquid. Now, what I love is as we get to that point in the song, once it starts building up, the way jo- when it really gets going, John is holding certain notes. The way he holds those notes, two oh four, once and for all. Two thirty three, once for all. Oh yeah, two forty seven. Ah, one of my, my favourite line in this song. It's his throaty voice as well. Yeah. Which I, which I love. Yeah. He's, got, he's got a very versatile voice. He's got a great range. 
He really has got a great range. He has got a great range. But my favourite line that I used to love was I'm the ceiling, I'm the wall. Mm. The way he holes wall. And it, oh, he and goes. It kicks he off goes. again and it builds again. And, and Josh is going absolutely mental. The keys are in. The, o- the over, yeah. The keys come in. The keys are so Which loud. Is fantastic. They're very loud. The keys are so overmixed. But, but it doesn't right. matter. You're right. Josh is here. I've put in 213, boom, it's the overmixed keys. We're off. Yes, they're back. Two, yeah, but it's Dorsey, right. it's Dorsey. Oh, that's why I don't like it. Yeah. 252, everything is going on. And, and as we've said, as, as JJ says, yeah. Josh is off to the races here. Oh, he's, he's at the races. It's, it's just roll after roll. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's brilliant. And then obviously it comes down to this. Well, here's that 310, that big, what, John, what Jack was saying about, that big strident halftime section. Oh, yeah. Splashy as fuck. Yeah, and it's brilliant actually because you reach the you reach the peak, and obviously the end of the song is John on his own with his lovely little voice, mm, beautiful little voice. But you don't get there straight away. You come down gradually using this this section, this halftime section, and it's still big. And Josh is going absolutely hell for leather. He really is. It's but it serves. It's, it's a bridging section, really, isn't it? Well, it bridges that part of the song to the end. To the other part. Yeah. Oh, that is why those, well, that's why a bridge is called a bridge, literally, mm. because it bridges one part of the song to another. Mm. Well, that's why they call a bridge a bridge as well, because it enables you to get from one from point particular a point to, to point B. Point A, for example. <laughs> yeah, point A. Uh, uh, now, I've got cat noise. You know we're quite big into cat noises. On we the are, yes. Yeah, I can do a great one. Go on. Wow. That is disgusting. What do you mean? That sounded like a... A sexual cat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it I sounded like a, quite an old man being quite sexual into a cat mic. <laughs> well, no, it's not a cat it's mic. It's not a cat mic. An old man making a cat sound into a sexually... Oh, well, well, you do a cat noise and I'll tell Oh, then I'll show you if I want to, because yours was... Try it. Mine yeah. was overly sexual. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure it was. I'll do it. Do it. Meow. <laughs> oh come on! Okay, listen. Like the cats don't really say meow. Uh, what do they say? Meow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh god! No, no. I'm not making any more fucking. I'm cat not allowed noises. to cough. Right now, all I'm saying is that three thirty-five. If you listen really closely, I think there's a bit of tape noise, maybe a bit of string noise, mm. where it sounds, and you've got to have good quality headphones. Of course, you've got to have it pumped up to the max, and it's deep in the mix. It sounds like there's a small cat noise. Oh, right. While John is... I thought you were just bringing up cat noises for the hell of it. No, no, no. I think there was a cat noise at 3.35. Well, it might. I suppose it's possible. They might have a cat into the studio. They might have some noises. <laughs> <laughs> well, why didn't they just ask me? Because um, you were too busy at that point, I would imagine, working at Rocco's Pizza. No, no, not at that point. Were you, were you working in 2004? You were back from travel. I was, yeah, I know. I was yeah, on an interim job at... Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, we all know about that job. What job? <laughs> Working for the court. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we won't go into that. No, we won't go into the details of this particular job because <laughs> no. there is some uh, spurious some po- actions, some possible, some possible, possible li- liability that might affect me legally. Okay, we- <laughs> so we'll move past that. Yeah. However, um, there is a story behind the song. When you were travelling, and um, I love this song as I still do. Yes. Uh, I wanted to record you. By the way, just, we are we are in the midst of a pandemic, so try not to spit everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so, yes, I'll mask up for the for the next. Yeah, well, it's too I'll, late. I'll mask it's up too now. late. My no. my precious cans of extremely expensive lager. 
Oh, well, he did it on purpose, well, didn't he? So well, you can drink them. I've got them off school now. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> when you're travelling, yeah. uh, your brother gave a story. My brother-in-law yeah. was going to... Uh, I'll stop that now. Yeah, yeah. Was going to um, meet you for New Year's or Christmas. But Yeah, both. May have told the story. Christmas before, first. May have told the story before in the podcast. Un- unsure. Mm. So I thought, I'll record Sam some video footage of me recording, playing some jokes. Oh, no, I don't think you have said this because I, I don't know this. So. Yes, you do. Do I? Well, of course you do. Oh, right. Um, so I played through... Oh, and it took fucking ages. It was Christmas Eve. I was quite pissed. I'd done Vanessa's, some of, I'd done all the wrapping, I'd done Vanessa's presents. Oh, present wrapping? Yeah. Not, <laughs> not like Christmas wrap, like wrapping as in a, a wrapper. Yeah, I did some wrapping. <laughs> yeah, did all the wrapping. Got I was like, done. all right, stop. Collaborate and listen. <laughs> I is back with a brand new invention. That's something. very Christmas. Holding tightly, flow like carpet on daily and nightly. Whatever's up, yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll flow. To the extreme, rock, mic like candle, left stage, wax, jump like channel, dance. Run through that, booms. I'm killing my brain like a poisonous mushroom, deadly. When I play without melody, anything less than the best is felony. Love it, I'll leave it. Better gain weight. Better hit bullseye to keep down play. If you have a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook on my DJ Volzev. Okay, so you've done that. Yes. And then I wrapped some Christmas presents. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't get the, the, the camera to work properly. So I played Time Runs Out, certainly. Two or three times, and I thought, well, bollocks to this. And you thought, time is running out. Yeah, well, time was literally running out, because I had to get the... Whatever Dave was going to take to Australia, I had to get to him on Christmas morning. And he arrived on Christmas Eve, so... This can't have been Christmas Eve, though. It must have been the night before, whenever... And he arrived on Christmas morning. Right, so all that stuff I said about wrapping presents might have been rubbish, but... Yeah, I don't whatever. know what to believe now. No. Well, you can believe that I just did Ice Ice Baby really quickly. So what I did do in the end was I got a Superman T-shirt. You did? Uh, a blue, a classic blue top with the Superman logo on top. And on I, the front. Yeah, and I wrote on the back in red, yellow... <laughs> in red and yellow paint, mm. my brother is my hero. He did, yes. Let it dry off very quickly, gave it to Dave, and um, then got a photo back from you yeah, wearing a T-shirt that said, my brother is my hero. It was a wonderful time. Mm. And I wore that T-shirt quite a lot. So, shall we move on to uh, a top tune? Los. Anthony motherfucking Frushante. Wow, I've been covered in goosebumps. Do you see what I did there? Yeah, you went low. Nice. What a what a tune. Loss. What a tune. Loss. However you say that word. Yeah. Which I, I do tune. I do normally, of course, say loss. What's your thoughts on loss? I wanted to come straight back in. Uh, because It feels so good. I felt affected by it. I always feel affected by this song. Where the first three have been, you know, big songs, massive instrumental playing of vocal imagery. This 
is an emotional song and it's raw it feels raw the the vocal imagery is there again oh, and the he's so imagery. strong yeah and, and, and but the honesty of John Fashante when he does his music like this is just incredible you feel like and it goes back to the production values of course you feel like you're there yeah you feel like he's literally whispering in your ear this is the song I think it's the intro for me well the intro is one of a series of brilliant parts in this song yeah because when it comes in it's so sparse oh it's sparse and it's just so simple on the drums Apart from that, I love that when the hi hat. Well, of course, JJ says here that this this drum beat could literally be played with one hand. I could not play that hi hat part on one hand. In fact, I try and play it a lot. Well, he said the part from uh, "Time Runs Out" could be played with one hand. No, I believe JJ. Well, I believe him, but he's obviously a good drummer. Yes, whereas I'm not. No, I I mean, I struggle to play the drums with two hands and one foot. (laughs) Two feet. I've got two feet. Yes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I want to make that clear. Talk to me about the first line of loss. Um, We make the music that divides you. Well, I think that's a a very good summary of of how music makes people feel. Well, indeed. But it's just... I mean, we tend never really to be divided by music. Apart from Storm in a Teacup. Yeah, and Storm in a Teacup. <laughs> oh, I like Storm in a Teacup. Yeah, so do I, but you won't believe you played it live. Well, no, but that aside, <laughs> yes. what divides us more than anything is The Doors and Sublime. More The Doors. Yeah, but you. Oh, so you're warming to Sublime now? No. No, no I, I honestly can't stand them. Oh, I don't so know why. I, I, I prefer the doors, actually. Oh, wow. So that's... Uh, what a, you, what seem, a you seem completely divided within your own mind. I did a complete 180 there. You did? Well, almost a 360. Well, if it was a 360, I'd be... Um, that's true, you'd have ended up where you were before, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to have to have a quiet word with Simon about him, the noise he makes by his <laughs> nails. I'm going to ask you to cease and desist, Callie, if you will. Mm. Because we do, we'll get that's a legal book. term, of course. Are you a lawyer? I am. <laughs> I thought you. Were. No, I'm an attorney. Yeah, like, uh, trunk, and I'll be New York. Ta- Townsend, Quaffy. Yeah, Townsend and Townsend. Townsend 20s. and Townsend. Yeah. If you want legal representation, call us up on. Yeah, five 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 three five one. I'm having a grilled cheese and a cup of coffee. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the way this comes in, this song is so simple. It's an intro. It's two verses, two choruses, and an absolutely fucking killer outro. Mm. Language. Ooh, long. Sorry, time. called Hand Lucas. No, you don't, I don't think we need to apologise every time because we do put the E for explicit in here. Oh, we do. I know I apologised last You're week. Right, when we're Peter. not sorry. <laughs> no. Well, I am so, well, I'm sorry, not sorry. Mm. But I am sorry. Sorry, Jeff Kestenberg and Coolhand Lucas. I won't swear anymore. Well, I don't apologise. No, well, I won't. <laughs> we looked into Longtown. Yes. And, and, and by, by, by we, I mean me. Yes. I found a few. There's Longtown in Herefordshire. Herefordshire? Herefordshire. Herefordshire in England. <laughs> it's near, very near Wales. Uh, there's a hey, long... Herod, her... Yeah, how do you say... Her... Simon, how do you say Herefordshire? Herefordshire. Herefordshire. But is there a D in it? Yes. Right. Yeah. In that case, I've spelt it wrong. Our parents used to live there. Did they? Mm. No, it's near Wales. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's, there's a long town in Cumbria, very near Scotland. And I can send it to a Scottish accent, but I won't. Scotland. It's Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there's a long town in Oklahoma, USA. Right. Where so, which one do we think is most likely? Well, I are they, are they, is, is that it? I, in the world, as far as I could see. 
I looked up where Longtown, Oklahoma is, and if we've got any listeners in Oklahoma in Longtown... Yeah, that would be nice, It doesn't it? seem like a town. It seems like a very small subsection of a different town. W- which is? Uh, Oklahoma. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a city. That's a state, surely. No, Oklahoma is in... Um... Can someone... Cla- Simon, is Oklahoma a state or a city? It's not a state, is it? It's a state. It's a state. Okay, it's a state. It's confirmed. It could be a city as well. Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City in Oklahoma State. There's in a basketball team called Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay. So okay. Be. So it's a city and it's. I'm sure Oklahoma's a state. It is a, it's state. a state. It's a state. Okay. Yeah. I'm now, sorry about that, Oklahomians. No, don't apologise for anything. That's no, I will. I, I feel foolish. But I don't My eyes are watering. I feel gilded and powerful. Oh, great. So, let's talk about the Arrows, the brothers who drove Arrows. Mm. Now, we've had the input. In the, Longtown. Yes. Oh, what a line. I mean, come on, these lyrics. Yeah, they're powerful. There was a hint of sadness going round, is one of my favourite ever lines. Uh, it's so evocative. And yeah, he says... A hint. Hint. He says, he pronounces that word so well. Hint of sadness going round. I saying, just love the way he says it. Uh, it's brilliant. They threw assumptions wide and narrow. What does mm. it mean? Well, I think that's the problem, isn't it? When you when you make assumptions, that that can very often be the case that they're they're wrong. Wide and narrow, for example. Yeah. Well, well maybe you're right. I looked into it's presumably a wide an assumption that is wide. And wide is a target, and yeah. narrow is on target. And narrow presumably is correct. Oh God, I just want to break into song. This song is of all the songs. Well, you, unfortunately, you can't. I can't. Of all the songs we've ever discussed, I'm feeling so passionate about this one. I can see you're having to contain yourself. I am. I'm literally, I'm grabbing my body in an X sign like an X-Man. You are. I feel like Professor X, Charles Xavier, as played by Patrick Stewart, and James McAvoy. Oh, I got a really good answer in a quiz the other day. Go on. Don't was, ask the question. Name an, X, well, name an X-Man. Man. What? That was it? <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but it might have been pointless or something like that. Oh, okay. Of course, no one knows Jean Grey, do they? Well, yeah, I do. Yeah. But no, I said Jean Grey. And that was pointless. Everyone was flummoxed. Yeah, I suppose everyone was saying... Because everyone was going for Wolverine, like Snake Man. Yeah, Cyclops, yeah. Professor X, Storm, yeah. Toad, Magneto. Yeah, all these ridiculous names. Beast. Yeah. Yeah, and Jean Grey, of course. Yeah. It's just a... Sounds like the lady who lives on the, on the corner. Yeah. What were we talking about? Uh, loss. Yes. Loss, like Loss by <laughs> Um, yeah, just so, oh, the brothers who drove arrows. Mm. Turns out, mm. I looked into this Formula One. As it turns out, oh, well, arrow, arrows the team. Is it? Jos Verstappen is friends with John Fashanto. Well, possibly. Met him in Longtown, Oklahoma, which is a state. I found another driver for Damon Hill. <laughs> for arrows, it was Damon Hill. <laughs> right. Further research um, revealed that they're not brothers. Who Verstappen and, and Hill? They're not. But no, they they're, they're both, not biological. They, bit, they did both drive arrows. They did, but that's one, that's one possible explanation. It is, and I feel that it's an explanation the, that famous drumstick owner, Tom Pope, oh, he, might go with. Tom Pope. Because I think he's an F1 fan. He seemed, he's a, well, he is an F1 fan, but he's also a fan of uh, Aussie rules, as far as I can tell. Oh, uh, what a brutal game. If you want to play, if you want to get hurt playing a sport, play Aussie mm. rules. Or, or rugby. Or American football? Or Formula One. Or disc golf? Well, that's less dangerous. Less dangerous. Oh, yeah, Formula One, certainly. Formula One's dangerous, but... 
That's less dangerous than Aussie football. It's difficult to tell. What's the sliding scale? Yeah, I'd say Formula One's more dangerous. Anyway, um, Tom Pope, if you know whether Jos Verstappen and Damon Hill brothers, let us know. Well, and what's more dangerous? Aussie rules or Formula One? Yes, that Tom would be. Pa- if anyone would know, it would be Tom Pope. How many Aussie rules players have been killed on the field of play? Or desperately maimed. Or maimed. And how many F1 drivers have been killed or maimed on the field of play? Yeah, okay, I can so name one. Well, we shouldn't really get into this. No, but can I? Can I? Ayrton Senna. <laughs> I Ayrton Senna. Yes, and uh, Bar was going to say Michael Schumacher. That was a completely different. Of course, thing. we all thought he was called Ayrton Senna, didn't we? Until we what's he called? Ayrton Senna. Yeah. Until he watched Senna. Until I watched Senna, and they started calling him Ayrton for some reason. Okay, well, this is niche. This was that that little that pass. Oh, that's for Tom. Tommy Two minutes Pope. was for you, Tom Pope. Tommy P. Now. I've, I've written down John's voice was born for this song this is right in the middle of his range it's absolutely beautiful I, I know that you you love when singers are able to A. relax and B. hit something out of the park because it's so comfortable for them yeah I do for example I sing best in the key of A because mm. I can do the low and the high mm. I don't know what John's perfect range is no I don't but this just works do you know that I'm currently taking uh, singing lessons? No, I didn't. I'm currently taking singing lessons. Wowzers. I mean, I think everybody that listens to this podcast knows because you mentioned it last time. Did well, I? Yes. What did you do today? Oh, well, I forgot to show how drunk I get while I do this. Uh, no, today, no lesson. Um, no but, lesson today. <laughs> no, no, no lesson. No lesson. So you might, but you have had another lesson, haven't you? French. Uh, yes, I have. Uh, but my teacher, I've had three lessons, and she initially thought I was a baritone. Right. And now she's not so sure. Now she thinks you're a frusciante. So, you know, we'll just wait and see. Okay, give me a bar- bit of baritone, and I'll give you a bit of stuff above it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Start the second verse. We've talked about the lyrics, they're so pure. But in comes some spaceship mm. keyboards. Yes. Very odd decision, I think, but it works. Because I would say there's nothing wrong with this song. There's, no, there, there really isn't, actually. And uh, it's just, uh, well, of course, we're coming into unchanging. It's an emotional and, and it's a change, isn't it? A mood change from the first three to what we now know as loss and unchanging in the mirror. Yeah, and this is also another example of where a song goes other places mm. and the drums go completely insane. They do. But Josh is, he's continuous, isn't he? Well, he's th- like, he's he like that. I'm doing that. Look what I'm doing. I know. You look like a, you look like a monkey drummer. <laughs> yeah. From 312 <laughs> to 344. Yeah. I've put rolls, splashy beats, open to close hi-hats. Yes. Double time. But du- he's been doing this time. the whole time. It's absolutely, but especially 312 to 344, I must yes. highlight that section, yeah. Yeah. is yeah. absolutely amazing. And they're yeah. almost part of the medley. I put comma almost. Yes, and and he creates light. And he creates light and shade within his playing. And Jack touches on this. He says it's interesting to hear how his crash symbols sound very bright, but his ride symbols sound very dark. Mm. How do you think he creates that sound? Well, maybe his crash is nearer. Hang on, if they've just got an <laughs> if they've just got an overhead mono mic, yeah. maybe the crash is. Presumably they're on 
different size of the kit, difficult to sell. Yeah. Might be placement situation. It's nuance, isn't it? Certainly something. Yeah. And we get to the outro, we get to the NARS. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they ride, They open up at 3.36. The drums open up with that ride, that splashy bell. Has Jack got anything else to say about the drums on loss? Uh, he, say, he says, he, it rather humorously, he says he thinks that it's interesting that he creates very bright sounds and very dark sounds. I think that's very interesting. It probably isn't, he says. Well, I think it is. I and think we, it is. And we say thank you to Double J. We do. For these drum notes. Oh, sorry. I'd leant down there to and scratch your my, knee. my calf. Oh, right. Well, don't go down that low again. I had an itchy calf. 4.16, John does it. He goes high. The guitar backs him up in the left ear as soon mm. as he does it. A little bit of, of, of lead guitar. And he leaves us on a low falsetto. And then, come in, then the keys come in. Mm. This is genius yeah. stuff. The introduction of the keys is the stroke of genius as yeah. far as I'm concerned here. The drum's working so hard... The keys, now, the keys then start carrying the medley. I call it a medley, it's a melody. <laughs> the keys start carrying the melody. Yes. Like, bam, 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 ba, da, bam. Yeah. And then the guitar takes over the medley or the melody. <laughs> and the guitar plays, bam, 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 ba, da, bam. Yeah. Which is exactly like my favourite Pearl Josh, Jam song. Josh is doing his more gentle stuff here. Yeah. Well, I, the drums move to rim shot then. Yeah, it they starts do. Fading away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that outro where other things start carrying the melody mm. is like the ending of Black, where Eddie's, where the where um, da 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 da. Oh yeah. Well, that's happened with Eddie, and then the the keys in in Black pick it up, and then the guitar mm. picks it up as Mike McCready plays the outro. Mm. Yeah, it's a nice. Um, it's a good good um, comparison. We could start every single song here by shouting out John Frusciante, John Anthony motherfucking Frusciante. Cool. I don't think it would be very fitting. Not for this tune, but can no. we just say it quietly for this one? Because this is phenomenal. Can we just say it quietly? John Frusciante. John Anthony motherfucking Frusciante. What a beautiful mm. song. What, what's your thoughts on Unchanging, Sam? Have a burp and have a chat. I think I'll start with a burp. And then move on to your thoughts. And move certainly on to the thoughts. It's, as you know, it's always been one of my favourite songs on the album. Um, Jack Johnson describes it as a beautiful song. Mm. It is a truly beautiful song. It's, uh, it's just bloody brilliant. Isn't it? As it comes in, it immediately sounds more produced. It's got a bigger sound than I think than the rest than some of the other tracks on the album. Mm-hmm. Certainly, it's the, it sounds like the more produced song so far than anything else we've heard. Do you and and what do you a what makes you say that? Mm-hmm. But B why why do you think if that is true? Do you think that, that choice was made? Case? Yeah. I just think the whole song 
as soon as you put it on, it sounds smoother, it sounds slightly bigger, it sounds like they maybe spent in that day maybe an hour, two hours on this. And before what, a short... Before a short lunch break and then a tea break. <laughs> it just sounds It just sounds more like Shadows than... Some of the others. Than the tunes on The Will to Death. It's... Um it's just a phenomenal song, and to, to to imagine that all of this was achieved in five days. Yeah, it's, let's just it's, reiterate that if if we you know if we may, we can. It was all recorded in five days. Five days. There were twelve hour days. There was a short, short lunch break and a short tea break. Yes, on each day. Presumably, everyone involved, including Raihu, Raihu, was allowed to go to the toilet. We would like to make an official apology to Oklahoma. Oh yes, we would, Simon, please. Um, I can confirm that Oklahoma is a state. Officially a state. Which we all thought, didn't we? And Oklahoma City is a city in Oklahoma. Yes. Now, the guitar line, you know, that classic um, unchanging... I do know that, That's a very simple trick. I call it the status quo trick. Oh, wow. Because you're just playing a, a, a bar chord or a power chord and going up two frets with your little finger... And that is what gave status quo repetitive strain injury because all of their songs sound like that. It's all what was his name? Uh, Rick Parfit or yeah, Rick Parfit. the other man. No, <laughs> <laughs> Rick Parfit was the guitarist, wasn't it? They were both guitarists. You had Rick Parfit and and the other man. The other man. Simon, can you look up the name of the other man? Say status quo, please. Nice well, guitar stabs. Thing, nice offbeat guitar stabs as well with big reverb. Oh yeah, Bing. yeah. No, yeah, they sound great. Once the vox come in, all the because it's very loose at the beginning though, mm. and then once the vox come in, well, it, it is, all tightens yes. up. All the instruments tighten up very nicely. It all kind of calms down a bit. Yeah, you're right. It comes in with that kind of feel. A bit, you know, t- coming in from loss, it fits because loss is loose. Loss is loose. Well, it starts is, loose and tightens up. It's loose loss. Well, loss is loose. Can I put the light on? It's gone very dark. Yeah. Yes, you can. It's your lucky. I realise. No, it's fine. This is one of the most beautifully constructed John Frusciante songs, guitar-wise. Because for the first time at 43 seconds, you get that wonderfully controlled feedback coming in. Oh, God, yeah. Full of reverb in the left ear. And it's... When, when it's life is unchanging. Yeah. And that guitar is playing Let me that go. such controlled feedback. Mm. And then it's backed up by some vocal or synth at one point as well. Mm. Oh, and there's a, there's a, a touch of... Wind. The wind does possibly come in on this song. It does. That would be the modular synthesizer. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, it's... Again, we, you know, we talk about simple principles and simple theories of honesty and raw emotion, but this song just has I, that I don't abundance. think I've ever heard anything more beautiful or more honest from a voice than mm. when, at 58 seconds when John says, no control. Mm. I had no control. Yeah. He, no. I, I think, Man. I think, I think a lot of these songs, you know, when you look at John's past and what he went through, a lot of the vocal imagery is about regret. You know, obviously we have the song "Regret." We do, and he openly says he regrets his past. He says that a lot. <laughs> he does. He says it repeatedly on that particular chessboard. But what we see, I think, what the common theme here is talking about what he went through, the effects it had on him, both mentally, physically. You know, there's no doubt that this is a man deeply affected by a four- or five-year period of his life. Mm. 
that he's come through and is stronger for, and hopefully is stronger for the fact that he's written all these songs about it and been able to exorcise those particular demons. Well, I've got two points to make here. Yes. <laughs> well done for saying exorcise like you did instead of exercise. Thank because you. Because that was the correct way to say it. And without doing this, without having had that period in his life, yes. would he have ever been able to record these songs, Simon Stop Biting Your Nails? Well, that's a, a, an, another very interesting point because I, so I feel very strongly, and I think this is a case in point, that artistic um, creativity very often comes from both loss, a, a place of loss and a place of, of pain. Yeah. And I think that, someone like John is, is proof positive that that is the case. I think certainly some of the most beautiful things I've ever written... One, well, one of my favourite things I've ever written was about Auntie Josephine, who was killed mm. in a motorbike crash. I wrote the song Blood Red Sky. Yes. Which I just still think is... It came from the depths of my heart. Well, when you consider that you wrote that song when you were a 16-year-old boy... Yeah, I was, yeah. It's that's quite incredible because you know no disrespect to your output now. Yeah, you, you, you know the, your subsequent output. It's not been as good. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll also say that um, you wrote the poem for Gordy, "Pray Enter," mm. that you read at his funeral, which yes. is absolutely beautiful mm. and came from a place of there we go deep loss. Yeah, yeah, and that, that, it's just when you go through. A, a, a phase or of, of of loss or of pain. Sometimes the only way that you can get through it is to draw on that and create things that give you strength going forward. Yeah, and I would say none of your poetry since has been anywhere close to that. That's very true. We did say we were going to be more serious, didn't we? This. Yeah, we did. Oh God, this has gone very serious. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I um. But look what John look what John is able to produce. Okay, yes, he's a he's a very very talented musician. There's no doubt about that. He's got the range of an angel. But the, the, the lyrics, it was said earlier on by um, Cat... Cat 1, 2, 3. No, Cat 8844, Cat 4488. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I, I haven't got time to turn back in my book. No. Uh, the, the lyrics are so special. It was also said by... I am going to turn back in my book. He's going back. I've going, I'm going to the book. Because it was also said by Andrew B. Um, well, so I'm not going to go back. These lyrics are phenomenally sensitive. They are above and beyond anything that the Swan's ever written. In terms of vulnerability and sensitivity? Yeah. Well, apart from Party on Your Pussy. Yes, exactly. And I think that's only been matched by, um, from John, by, um, I'm glued to a yeah exactly but he went a bit you know after that he went a bit more sensitive yes he did certainly did <laughs> but the swan has written wonderfully sensitive songs like i could have lied under yes. the bridge yes he has are two two big examples for me but does the, the the question i would ask of the swan is does he is he able to deliver the level of vulnerability that we see here and the level of honesty i think he does on both, I could have lied down under the bridge. So yes, yes, because <laughs> I think when he's when he's got something that is very powerful to it, that's very connected to his soul, yeah. like a relationship that that broke up with I could have lied, or the experiences that he lived through with under the bridge, he's got a, a connection to it. Yes, 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 and uh, you know that's when he employs 
not just his vulnerable side, but his the very best of well, his vocal ability. Yeah, but the truth of what he's writing. Yeah, and he and he's able to let loose his 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 singing, and that's when you feel most connected to him, is when he's singing those smooth, as we now know, liquid silk deliveries. I couldn't agree more. But I think that's true of of, of all vocalists, really. You know, when you when you are singing about something that's affected you for whatever reason that truth and honesty that shines through and and listeners you know listeners are not stupid if someone's not telling the truth then the song does not carry that that gravitas of a song like you know unchanging or or well, pretty much this whole album the the, yeah. the, the quieter tracks really on this on this album well we've got, we as we said before we've gone from Big and bold to intimate and cold. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm going to go back to this particular song, which is unchanging. Yes, we got those, what we've just been talking about. But we weren't serious. Now, now listen. Let's get, let's get, let's start singing hymns again. Yeah, Yeah, can we talk about Raffi? Yeah. um, (laughs) Can I do the second verse of Ice Ice Baby? Mm. Now that the party is jumping, with the bass kicking in and the vegs are pumping, quick to the point, to the point, no faking, quick MCs like a pan of bacon, burn them, like quick and nimble, go crazy when I hear a sibyl the ha-hat, and a souped up tempo, when I roll, man, it's time to go solo, rolling, and my five-pound know with the racks up the ass, <laughs> good on standby, when just say ha, do you hell no, just roll back, kept on, soon to the next black, black's dead yoke, excuse me, next black, black's dead yoke, excuse me, hey one, hey, Beachfront Avenue, uh, girls were hot, etc. Mm. That was, that was less good. Well, I, th- I think that's lifted the mood. It was certainly a noise. Now, on 58, when John says no control, mm. the feedback guitar here follows him going up. No control yes. is a three-note delivery. And that feedback guitar follows him up, and then it steps down. Right. And it goes back into that kind of the start, the groove at the start. Mm. Shaker comes back in. Oh, yeah. And it settles back down. At 210, the next time that happens, the same, sequen- the same chord sequence... The best and worst of times. Mm. For oh, laughter. Laughter is an ugly friend of mine. Mm. We share the best and worst of times. Now, again, we're talking some deep shit there. Oh, well, we certainly are. I but think we, we all know, don't we? We all know it's, it feels good when someone laughs at something you say. Mm. But it feels terrible when someone laughs directly at you and at mm. your cost. Well, that is true. I mean, that is, that is profound. Well, it's just true. Truth. This is what we're all about. But I'm Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, University Speaks of Red Hot Chili Peppers, depressing podcast. Truth. But that is the same chord sequence. Now, instead of going the feedback guitar going following up, following up and then going down, mm. this time it follows him up and then it hits that feedback and it goes high and it goes into the next part of the song. And it's a real revelation as you move into the outro as the shaker comes in. So what John's done there is he's taken two parts of the same song and at one point, he's taken the guitar feeding back, the feedback guitar high and low with it. Second time, he's just kept on raising the feedback, gets stronger. And again, it's just a beautiful piece of songwriting. Mm. Sorry, I picked up some kind of salty substance on my tongue. That'd be sweat. It might be salt. Now, a lot happens then as we hit the outro. The, mm. There's wind noise. Uh, Which is fine. It was a windy year. <sighs> okay. The lead guitar comes back in in the, in the right ear. The feedback guitar's in the left ear. And you can hear the feedback guitar being controlled by the volume knob at certain points. The volume pot, if you will. Mm, I was going to say, why are you calling... 
I try not to say the word knob on the podcast, but it is a, it is a volume knob. It is a That's knob. That's the British way of saying it. You don't mm. call it a volume pot in this country. Of course you don't call it a pot. You call it a knob. Yeah. Three, uh, 320 comes that lovely... Guitar line. The wind noise is out, thank God. Yes. The feedback uh, guitar is in. Now listen, at the last moments... The notes are held at three twenty-seven. That lead, that lead guitar, as it plays out that lead line, it holds that last note in your right ear, mm. and you need to listen to this seriously hard. Mm. John doesn't release the note, but he doesn't play the string again. So what you hear is him holding that note, and you can hear metal against wood, metal against maple, no M against M. Yeah, if you will. M and M's, and it's and it doesn't Christ. go. It doesn't go until it slides off at three thirty nine, and it's such a beauty. It's it's almost not there, but you, it's that live music feeling that you get. You can hear John Fashanto's finger on a guitar, and honestly, he's not doing anything. No. But it's one of my favourite Fashanto guitar moments. A couple of developments have happened uh, as we as we come out of the mirror. First thing was we said we'll take a quick break and go out to the garden, and you started watering your garden. Yes, uh, that's fine. Interesting decision. It's been a very hot day, but as you were doing that, I had an email come in from. I'll tell you, it's from Rebecca Oglahan uh, from Wire Payment Confirmation Note. Oh. Uh, to noreplyaccountpayable.com. Turns out they have initiated an ACH deposit to my bank account and allow three days business days to clear for payment to clear. Please see the attached for the deposit details. Any queries, do not hesitate to contact me. Kind regards, Rebecca Oglehon, Account Payable. Shall I open that attachment? No. <laughs> it's the question. I mean, I know that Oglehon does some, you know, fantastic work within the community. Oglehon she is, is a, essentially a fraudster. Oh, she's a gem, Oglehon. Yeah. She works for that Nigerian prince that we once she does. Uh, got I mean, involved he, with. He's an absolute love. Uh, did he ever deposit that three million into your bank? I must admit. Well, the arts bar, I can afford to drink uh, neck oil. Uh, and I got <laughs> absolutely fuck all. Yeah. So I'm on Why the car you I'm drinking. You're on the neck oil, £27 for 12 cans. <laughs> It was that Nigerian prince. Mm. Well, I'll give Oglahon your um, your address then. Oh, I know I know Oglahon all too well. Mm. The wonderful Oglahon. <laughs> She's a wonderful woman. Now, listen, the mirror. Yeah. Oh, let's get serious. We're not too serious. The wind, I mean, I love this song. It opens up with wind. It opens up with wind. Fake wind sound. Let's talk about, and the wind never really quits during this song. No, it's... It, um, it's, it's, it's but, persistent. But, yeah, but it's it's the hallmark of the song and it fits well. And also, what a wonderful piece of piano playing. Mm. I looked into this because I thought, what pedals... Who in the name of shit is playing the piano? That's exactly what I thought. And I thought, I don't know. It's probably John Fashante. Mm. Or it might be Josh Klinghoffer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's one of the two. <laughs> yeah, it might be right here. It might be right here. Yeah, <laughs> Who knows? he is a very, very gifted pianist. But what is happening here is whoever is playing that piano. Mm. Is and you, did you find out who it was or not? 
Well, I'll get into that later. Fine. But I mean, no. obviously, I know. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go now, then. Okay. If we both know, yeah. I'll go one, two, <laughs> three, three, then we'll say the name. Okay. Okay. One, one two, two, three, Josh, Josh Klinghoffer. Klinghoffer. Now, I saw you uh, pause, pause there. Let's do it again. One, two, three, John for Whoever is playing that piano, yes, be it um, Josh Klinghoffer. Well, in fact, as you said, such is the level of their relationship during this particular chessboard. I'd like to think that it was one hand off each man. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> With Raihu holding down the sustained battle. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? For five days. Just playing the intro to the mirror. Yeah. I, mean, I think that would just be a lovely image. What a loop. Mm. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's, that uh, will come later. It, will it? Yes, in part two. Yeah. Now, but what is being employed here is that sustained pedal that Roy Hugh held down while Josh and John were both playing the guitar one-handed. Yeah. And I call it the guitar, it was a piano. Yeah, piano. Now, what that does is, a, and this is a PTP, the first ever on the podcast. Wow. Now, what a piano will do, each string, well, each string is traditionally three strings. So every time mm-hmm. you hit a note, there's three strings on the back of the piano. That's right. And each one has a hammer, which ha- is, has felt on it, which as soon as you release that key, the felt will drop on the string to kill that sound. Mm. So you can get very crisp. It's very playing. clever, isn't it? It really is a clever system. What the sustain pedal does is it lifts, when you depress that pedal, it lifts all the hammers off the strings so the felt doesn't touch it. The hammer doesn't drop when you, um, when you release the note on the piano. Mm. And you get that massive sustain sound that we get on... Um, on this particular... Chessboard. <laughs> yes. The mirror. Yes. Um, that was... All very interesting, I'm sure. <laughs> well, that was interesting. No, it was actually, and I'm sure that everyone will agree. So, let's not mess around. Any further. Okay. The bass intro. Simple one notes held. Sounds really lovely. Mm. Let's talk this, about John's voice, please. I mean, this again is him at his best. It's a masterclass. In well, I actually think this is him at better than his best. Really? Yeah, that's how good I think it is. More human than human. That's a blame. I, I, I just... Yes. Or um, a white zombie reference. I just truly believe that this... I mean, we've already eulogised about the first five. Yeah. But le- what's the level above eulogising? Eulogising? What they say in... Um, a new Googly. A Googly in... Um, <laughs> what's, what yeah. the film is that? The Models Zoolander. film. Yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic. He was killed in a freak... Petroleum, yeah. Petroleum Listen to this, though. Hit in the face when you open a door. Unconsiderate to yourself. Now, that's you- interesting, isn't it? Yeah, well, because what's interesting is you try fitting in the word unconsiderate. Into well, you, can, you try saying a word, the word unconsiderate, when in fact in, in the UK we, we pronounce it inconsiderate. Yes, we do. Inconsiderate yourself. I don't... Unconsiderate. Do we? Yeah, we say inconsiderate, don't oh, we? Oh, you're so inconsiderate, you're so unconsiderate. Yeah, you're quite right. Well, I know. Hmm. Um, so I don't know whether that's a US-UK differential or whether he just pronounced it that way because it f- suited the song more i think it's a, a us uk thing please write in that's no yeah if you're from the uk um we know we know <laughs> don't bother uh, but if you're if you are from the us or, or canada yes or uh, new zealand yes or australia well indeed well or Austra- anywhere else australia would definitely say inconsiderate hit in the face <laughs> <laughs> unconsiderate to yourself 
is that how John was feeling at the time? The face in the mirror right. is... Uh, this is, is a presumably. lyrically beautiful song, isn't it? Mm. Well, the face in the mirror is not me. What a line. And this goes back to what I said earlier. You know, sometimes when you look in the mirror and you see that face, it doesn't necessarily match up with what you mentally envisage. Well, I think specifically for John Frusciante, mm. this, is, this was a journey facially because young John doesn't look like John in 2004. Exactly. And he's probably thinking, the face in the mirror is not me. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and therefore, that's why he said it. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, a very, it's a very... Well, it's, it's profound. I've been there myself with my own face. Have you? Yes. When? A few years ago. And I looked in the mirror and I, I just thought, what I see in the mirror doesn't match up what I envisage in my mind. So, for example, the face in the in mirror, the mirror was, was not you. Was not me, yeah. Hey, and hey, I, hey. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, I, luckily for me, I was going to write a song about it, but luckily for me... John did it for you. He did it, yeah. So, but I just think it's a powerful statement and something that a lot of people will be able to relate to. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, certainly the top of my head... It's not, it's not me. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that is very, very humorous. Lovely. I'll tell you what, as this song builds, and it does build. It, oh, man. It, does it build or what? Listen to... <laughs> what? Listen to the, the, um, the bass notes come in, don't they? As, as the song gets more busy, it starts on the more trebly notes, that lead line. Mm. And then the bass notes come in, and it really releases the song. And then the bass also, oh, it is a fantastic showcase for all instruments. The bass guitar, again, is leading up the octave. Very come together, for me, the Beatles song, come together vibe again. Well, you know, it's interesting to me how often you reference the Beatles. Well, and that particular song. Yeah. Is that the only Beatles song you know? Um, come together. Oh, uh, Norwegian word. And um, Mean Mr. Mustard. <laughs> they're the three. <laughs> they're, they're the ones. And Polythene Pam. Yeah. Of course. Those classics. TV. No, but I mean, on a serious note. Please. You, you do reference the Beatles. Well, I think... Because like, so- are you affected by them? Are, they, are you influenced by them, I should no. say? No. However, I think I've always talked about Paul McCartney's melodic bass player. Mm. And this is, again, what we hear throughout this album. Guitar players playing the bass. Mm. And I feel that you do play it more melodically than uh, a bass player who would learn to play root notes and... A lot of just bass be a players, bit more expressive. Yeah, a lot of bass players will, will learn to lock in with yeah. the kick drum. Yeah. If you listen to early Flea, he's locking in. Well, him and Chad do that. And they do that a lot. But Flea's become a lot more melodic as, as time has gone on. Um, as time goes... By. Mm. Back. <laughs> and the past <laughs> It does something, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but you start out as a bass player learning to kind of lock into like... Bam, bam, bam. Um, if that's what the song goes like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. But if you listen to Josh and John playing the bass, it's a different, it's it's a a different, different kettle of fish. fish. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely it is. Such as the well-known saying. UK saying. Yes. About a kettle full of fish. Is that... Yeah, that is presumably an English saying, but... Uh, well, right it's in. there now for everyone. Right in from America. Uh, if you've ever heard the saying, it's a different kettle of fish. In South Sudan. Yeah, well, God, I mean... It's a new. It is a new website, but it's gone viral. viral. Yeah, now, I, I do. I do want to talk about John's voice here because yes, you get the reverb delay at one fifty three, and it's coming across on the last words, showing mm. grow. It's it's such a good use of vocal reverb. 
It certainly is. And it's so effective, isn't it? And when he gets powerful, it is. And when he gets onto that, yeah, hey, on that last one, it gets even bigger. Oh my god! It is. uh, It's a wonderful bit of John Frusciante. It's a wonderful life. Oh, Jimmy Stewart. But in all seriousness, that vocal reverb is to consider that they did all this in five days and got so many things absolutely perfect and had so many small breaks (laughs) is uh, loss and unchanging and the mirror have both left me feeling an an emotional wreck Hmm. has has your wife turned on a tap do you think she has she's just um, she's just washing her hands after a small toilet break anyway listen the last symbol here is out of time that's what I'm saying. She's right. back. She's off again. <laughs> She's up. I don't know whether that will be picked up. But going back to what we were saying, the, the emotional world, the, the seeming joyride that was the first three, yeah, yeah, it's has set. come has come crashing down. It's an interesting track listing, isn't it? Because we have had those first more powerful three, and then a certainly more melancholy three. Mm. And this is only halfway through the album. Well, and next up, of course, not wanting to go into too fine a detail. Well, let's. It's a loop, isn't it? It's a loop. Uh, followed by... Are you going to read the track listings for the rest of the album while I... Find uh, I tell you what, there's not a great deal of, of uh, non-melancholia. Well, no. Oh, lovely use of the word melancholia. And um, uh, do you say helical for that song? I do, yes. Because I've never said it out loud, I realise. Helical. Helical. What's the other pronunciation? Helical. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, right. I, I say helical. Shall we move forth the handles? Well, I think we should just once again reiterate the fact that this has actually been an emotional roller coaster for both of us. And uh, we may not have been our, our usual jovial selves throughout some of these reviews. But uh, well, that's, we that's only because... We, we say it as we see it, and we see it as we say it. Uh, or, and the other way around. And I've certainly rapped a lot. You have, and that was reasonably jovial. Well, let's get to the handles, shall we? Smooth and easy. Okay, we're coming into the handles. We're now, having the right old laugh, aren't we? Yeah, uh, we certainly did, but we couldn't um, put any of it on the podcast. No. Um, now, if you'd like to contact us, please do. We have an ambassadorship programme open, as you know. It's Anyone been... in the world. Anyone can apply to be an ambassador you just have to email they can it is a strict program uh, it's strictish yeah but the best way to get in is to email bentownsendmusic at hotmail.com that is the best way if you say I'd like to be an ambassador on your podcast we will and this is the university speaking the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast promise email you an ambassador badge to wherever you doesn't live. matter where you live this has been proven they have now been sent to and I'll miss some stuff out New York. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, New York State. New Jersey. But the USA. Canada. Yes. Australia. Yes. New Zealand. Germany. Yes. Italy. Scotland. Scotland. Ireland. France. France. South Sudan. Uh, that yes. one was a lie. Yes. Uh, uh, unless you've applied on your own website. Well, I sent one to South Sudan. But things are out there. We will send you a badge if it's you apply. And I'm sure... It's a tremendously rewarding programme for everyone who's taken part so far. It certainly is. We had a lovely picture sent in by, um, uh, by Jeff Kestenberg and Coolhan Lucas we with did. their badges in hand, wearing Chili's T-shirts. I mean, that just is ridiculous, isn't it? There are people in, in Canada 
who listened and seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. And wanted a badge. Yeah. Wanted not only a badge, but to become an ambassador. And we spread th- the word. Spread the universally speaking word around the world. Yes. Clever. That's can't That's- stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you would like to see more about the Great podcast, stuff. go to bentanzamusic.net. Uh, Sam, talk to me about yes. your, um, your Reddit handle. Oh, yes. My Reddit handle is at it's uh, uni speak hyphen very convincing mm. um i am at university rhcp that's the one uh, that's me mm. sam is on twitter university rhcp pod sam no it's not, not no, that- university rhcp odd sam on reddit right and on twitter oh we're fucking this up royally uh, no we're not because we're getting it bloody bang on on twitter i am at stack townsend Right. I've been very active lately, retweeting and liking all kinds of stuff. You have been, yes, 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 you have been. Nigel Kelly, I think, got his um, book, his uh, Chili's book from Dan... Dan Bogosian. Yeah. Uh, And I liked that. And we've all got that, and we can't wait. I'm reading it every night. Dan, if you are listening, absolutely loving the book. Ah, it's got some good facts in it. It's ridiculous, the level of detail. I know. And that is, and again, that was um, Hamish coming in and doing some great work on that book. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you can trust anything that that man is involved with. So, where are we on the fucking handles? At, does that mean it's on Twitter if it's like that? Yes. Right, I'm at University RHCP. Tweet me. I'm on Instagram now. Followers are going up. Oh, really? Yeah. So, Insta, I've put. At. No. No. University speaking RHCP underscore pod. If you want to wow. follow us on Instagram. I mean, this is just getting ludicrous. I mean, this is technical. I'll, I'll post a picture of us pre-pod tonight. And post-pod? Uh, rather than up. Because of what we look like now. Yes. Well, you look better, actually. <laughs> Do I? Because you, you, look, you sprayed my you head with staggering. your staggering. In that Staggeringly case, let's, good. let's take a picture. Should we go out on the old-fashioned way on a different note? Thank you for listening to University Speaking... The Red Hot Chili Peppers Just give us into the reservation